What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast. I'm Jeff James, always with me, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Faults, and an even more incredible guest tonight. Do you want to introduce yourself? See if someone can guess who it is from the Bosch Rescue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, LeVron Dawkins here, better known as XS803 from the Crossroads PlayStation Podcast show for Boss Rush Games. How's it going? Man, it's, it's great to have you on the show again. It's been a while. It's been a, yeah, it's it's been been. a good amount of time, dude. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, 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 I've been telling myself for a while I need to make rounds and like, you know, like hit up, hit up you guys and a couple other shows that, um, that, that I've been on and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's just, you know. Just been just been busy. Like we just had our fiftieth episode uh, this week, and uh, I, it was like it it was literally like a even though like the episode is only like ninety eight minutes, like it was literally like like four weeks worth of prepping and everything, and now it's <laughs> still doing other podcast shows, you know, in yeah. the run up to it and stuff. And man, like it was nerve wracking because I was mm-hmm. like, I need to make sure this is right, but at the same time, it was it was fun. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That, yeah. Congrats on the 50th. That's a big yeah, milestone. Absolutely. That's huge. Thanks. Thanks. So, yeah. I was yeah, even on that episode with you. Yeah, you were. <laughs> it was fantastic. That was a fun episode to do. That was, oh, yeah. That was it was. Yeah, it was. Time. It was. It was great. Like we uh, we abbreviated the I we abbreviated the format for that. Like normally, normally our show is basically like a news show. And then they, and then the last segment of the show is like basically a big talk topic. Mm-hmm. But this time we just like we just like. At first, the original plan was to not have any news and just just be a bunch of nerds, you know, the entire night and stuff. But as things progressed and we got closer and closer to showtime, I was like, okay, we might want to pad the the time of the show just a little bit. So I was like, okay, I found like some real quick news blip, news news bits and stuff, and turned them into like little small blurbs and just like I think what we, well after the edits Brody, like the news blurb section came out to like 28 minutes <laughs> when yeah. my original when my original plan was for the news blurbs to be like 11 minutes max <laughs> you, you should know better when you have me on the show i can talk about anything for way too long and really not say much of anything at all <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> speak yeah. lots of words and say nothing it's fantastic <laughs> yeah and also and also, we had a brand we had a brand new person that we brought on as our fourth as our official fourth chair for the show and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, like we had to we had to get his personality in there too and stuff. But it was it was good times. I I was I was just glad we didn't crash and burn on, on episode fifty. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. crazy. I mean, I still can't believe this day we were at. This is episode two hundred and twenty-two. Man, of diggity. <laughs> Man, the big it's, leagues. It's it's a lot. And actually, we never talked about it. And I didn't realize it until the other day, but we've been doing this three years now. Yeah, straight. We just hit our, our third year at the end of August there. Cross yeah, I know. Crazy. Usually we get like a little cake, but we didn't. <laughs> Crossroads is just one year one years old. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess we're going out for dinner tomorrow, right? Brody, is that right? Yeah. We're all, yeah. yeah. There we go. We Aww. got a little cake. Well, that's awesome. We'll just, we'll just lie and say it's someone's birthday. It, yeah, it is someone's birthday. <laughs> it's but, actually yeah. it's our podcast <laughs> birthday, and then also a, a friend of ours' birthday. <laughs> yeah, know. but never mind him. The podcast comes first. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But okay, anyways, so you guys, yeah. are, you guys both live in the same area. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Brody's That's like cool. half hour away from me. That's cool. The um the fourth the 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 fourth guy, the new guy that we got. He's the mm-hmm. only person. He's the only person who lives even in my same like area code. 
Okay, uh, Nelly, gotcha. Nelly's in Florida. Austin's in Oklahoma. So we'd have to plan for like a get together. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and you're that's all different time zones too. Uh huh. So that's that that is another variable of complication <laughs> that happens. We tried, yeah, we're pretty blessed we, for that. We tried oh, yeah. to do a show with the uh, Grief Burrito guys, and it's just so hard to figure that out because they're over in in the UK. Oh and man! So it's like completely yeah. opposite. Was it like, and was it like a six-hour time difference? Six hours yeah. ahead, on the East Coast, yeah. right? Yeah, crazy. We'll get it figured out one day. We're just yeah, trying to get everything sure. lined up. Yeah. So, but uh, anyways, yeah, it's a different kind of show this uh, yeah. this week. A little light on news, so we're kind of going to discuss topics, and then I think obviously, like any show, stuff comes up. It comes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we just discuss it like whatever you know. So, um, no. but uh, yeah, Brody, you kind of want to lead yeah. this one. So this topic uh, actually comes from Nick over at WASD. I was talking to him. He was going to try to be on the show tonight, but he couldn't. His his fiance was not feeling well. Um, but he kind of helped me come up with the topic, and it's uh, he, he thought it would be a cool idea to talk about the state of gaming as far as alphas, betas, and early access games and just kind of what that actually even means anymore. And we kind of talked about that the other day on Crossroads where you know alphas and betas are – are very different than what they used to be. And so I, I thought it'd be kind of interesting to dive into that and just kind of get, you know, your takes on it, your personal experiences with it. Also, I mean, in the same realm, the the state of games that do release and maybe they should have been an alpha or a beta or early access or whatever. I mean, it, it just kind of what you've experienced, whether, you know, you have specific games that come to mind or, or, um, even some upcoming games that you know are potentially going to be in an early access state or or whatever it may be. So, especially as a PC gamer over there, Leron, I'm sure you've yeah come across a lot of early access games because it, it seems to be more common on Steam than anywhere. But I mean, the first uh, yeah. thing I guess is like, what's everybody like? What's the recent beta or alpha that someone's everyone's played? Um, the last, the last one I was in was was Back for Blood, and I and I am going to embarrass myself because I only played about fifteen minutes of it. That's how busy. That's how busy I was. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's crazy. Speak to the game. How busy you were, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, ex- no, 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 no. Back for Blood is on my list of games that I will that I will have in my library. Um, I just, I just, um, because this is the this is the second because the because they had an alpha and. They didn't really call this a beta. I think they just called this more like a, a server testing for this mm-hmm, second mm-hmm. one. Uh, so, uh, but I missed the alpha altogether. So I was like, I need to try and get on this one. And so I got on it for maybe all of 15, 20 minutes and I had fun and stuff. I mean, you know, but um, it's been so long since I played Left 4 Dead that I forgot damn near everything. So like, and even though the classes are new, but they're still the same and stuff like that. It was like, man, like, um, I was a little overwhelmed, but, um, but that's the most recent one that came to my mind. Uh, it, it plays, it plays great. Like I didn't, I didn't have any of the problems. Like I didn't, I didn't even check the, um, I didn't even check like the, the results. Like, you know, like, you know, like after like those programs end and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. usually, the developers will put out like the, like, like the, the topic, the, like the topic list and everything about what they encountered and things that they're going to work on and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't really look at it, so I don't know a lot of what was going on in it. But I didn't encounter a whole bunch of problems on it myself. So, like, I maybe I'm like the worst person to talk about <laughs> talk about alpha <laughs> or beta right now. Wasn't that the that was the game too that was coming under fire for what lack of detail or something like that in it? Is that yeah yeah that right was that? yeah that was one of them. Yeah, 
That's interesting. Are, are they going to, like, has, Brody, do you know if the devs have, like, discussed if they're going to do anything about that? Or is it just kind of like a, hey, this is the game? Like, um, I haven't really seen any big changes that are supposed to be coming. <clears throat> they haven't really mentioned anything, but I'm also not following that game super closely. Um, yeah. It, I, I remember playing a lot of Left 4 Dead back in the day, but uh, this one, for whatever reason, really, uh, it doesn't interest me as much anymore, I guess. I don't, I don't know. It's just my my tastes have changed quite a bit, and uh, finding a group of four to actually play through this game might be tough, because it's usually like two of us that are on at a time. So. Well, and you, your recent alpha that you've played is uh, New Call of Duty, right? New COD? Yeah, I played yeah. the the New Call of Duty alpha, Vanguard. Um it was just one limited game mode, uh, which was a new game mode, um, and then also played the beta for Riders Republic, both the closed and yeah. the open. Once it once it went live, so I, I mean, I usually try to get in as many betas and alphas as we can, um, obviously, because some of them kind of stink because you know they're closed and then you can't actually get on here and talk about them or whatever. But uh, yeah, we definitely try to talk about anything and everything that we can. So I mean, obviously, yeah. any betas and and things upcoming it, it's worthwhile to to get in there i i've really wanted to get in on the the halo on halo infinite's betas that have been going on or their open or closed tests or whatever it may be whatever they want to call it right but um yeah it, i i feel like it's always a mixed bag on what you're going to get with an alpha or a beta mm -hmm. or any more even a full launch game mm -hmm. oh yeah <laughs> so, oh yeah it, and I hate to even, you know, bring it back up, but I, it, Cyberpunk is kind of that, that perfect example of that game that launched probably a little boy, too oh early. Boy. What a mess. And, um, wait, 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 wait. Is nine years later too early? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> depends. On, a, a lot of people who've listened to me throughout the 50 episodes of Crossroads know I'm, I'm like one of Cyberpunk's biggest cheerleaders and stuff like that. But at the yeah. same time, at the same time, you know, I know I know where their flaws are and everything were at. Like, I, I played it. I I played it on PC, and yeah. yeah, even on PC, like there still needed a little bit more polish and stuff. It wasn't as it wasn't as devastating as the console versions were. You know, yeah. console versions were rough. Yeah, they the were console very version, rough. Well, I mean, well, well, I always I, I've always said like you know like looking at the, a company like CD Projekt Red, it's obvious they built this game on PC architecture for the PC. Yeah, sure. And then and then after success of The Witcher Three, they're like, okay, we got to make sure that we don't uh, you know like gatekeep you know from the console community because the console community helped and put them on the map. Seriously, you know. Yeah. Um, my, I think what they should have done was, you know, like, I don't know why companies don't do this. Why don't they just stagger their releases? If one version of the game is going to be available and ready to play, yeah, release that version. And then, like, and then let the community know, hey, like, because this is, I think this is where a lot of companies get into trouble with ports, by the way. Like, when they port console games to PC or vice versa, what they'll do is, like, the Xbox version will be ready before the PlayStation version is, but they'll yeah. but they'll delay the game to get both versions out at the same time. I'm not right. saying that's bad, but at the same time, you know, uh, I'd rather I rather they I rather they would just put the game out first, you know, wherever it's ready out because that game can can do further marketing for when the full for when the other versions are ready and completed and stuff like that. You know, people were going to play Cyberpunk. You know, like it's just a shame that you know Cyberpunk came in such a bad state. And you know, the crazy part was, 
it only came out in the bad state for like the base consoles. Like I before I got my PS5, I was I never got a PS4 Pro. So I had the base PS4, but mm-hmm. there was no way in hell I was going to get Cyberpunk for the, for the PS4. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that, it was that rough. I remember rough. I remember turning yeah. it on and, and just being like, I got to delete this because I think this is going to blow up my PS5. And, <laughs> you know, now that it's not hard still to find a PS5, but it was extru- like even time, more difficult even, that even time. Even harder, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And like, I was I like, if, if this, this blows up. Down. Yeah, if this blows up, I'm not going to get another one for like months. Good God. So, but yeah, I, I couldn't believe it too, but I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I think the reason why they don't do that is I think the community kind of pressures them into yeah. releasing things quickly oh, and oh, people true. just don't accept, you know, like, hey, we just need a little bit more time on it. But also like to your point, if they had come out with like, hey, we're working on the PC version and you know, the console version is going to be a little bit later. This is why. And there's just a little bit more transparency as to like why I think people be chill with it. Like, I also think there's like a weird stigma where the developers don't want to show the bugs that are happening. Cause like I, this whole thing could have been resolved. If the console version said, guys, console version is going to get delayed. Here's why. Here's an example. Oh of what's yeah. Going on. Here's real. a video of it. And then people be like, holy shit. <laughs> we yeah, get yeah, it. Exactly. Work yeah. on that. You know, I feel but... like it—it's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing, right? Like, yeah. Like you were saying, if if they had mm. the Xbox version ready and they launched that and it didn't come to PlayStation, PlayStation players would be pissed off if they and vice versa, right? And so it, it kind of puts them in a weird spot. So I I understand it, but at the same time, it does suck. You know, well, like there's plenty of games that start off on PC and then eventually make their way to console, whether it be a port or it was just it, something they were working on in, in the background type of deal. Exactly. Like, what's there's this there's this one game that's been on PC for like forever, and we just got announcements. Like, it's one of those space games, one of those one of those epic space games where you like you build a fleet, you do all this stuff, you travel to different galaxies and all that stuff. I don't, I can't remember the name of it. I, I'm pretty sure somebody out there will will probably know what it is. But basically, but basically, that game was not ready for any consoles pre Xbox Series and, and PlayStation Five and stuff, yeah. and now. And now it actually looks like it's reality and stuff like that. So they announced that they are working on a beta for that game right now. And it's it's like, man, this game's been out for like 15 years. (laughs) And and the consoles (laughs) are finally going to see one, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I think the biggest I think the biggest takeaway from from all this stuff. And then we're and then I'm going to circle back to the whole alphas and betas conversation for a second. I I think the biggest takeaway from all this is that the developers, the developers, the developers are in a they're they actually have more power than they know. And I don't mean like, you know, abuse it and like, you know, make, you know, like treat us like assholes, you know, like uh, us the (laughs) the gamers and stuff. They have more power than they realize because like, if the product is not ready, like let's let's look like this. If we were to go to a bakery and the cake's not ready, they're not going to give us a a mushy half-ass cake. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be like, they're going to be like, uh, we need like two more hours to get this ready. Um, and then we will give you a call as soon as it's ready and you can please come back to bear with us and stuff like that. Same thing applies, you know, the developers, developers and publishers have a lot more power than they realize, but I don't know if it's all like, you know, because they have, they're at the, they're at the whim of the, of the board of, uh, board of directors and stuff like that. Right. That could be it. But you know, at the same time, think- you know, if somebody had the nerve to turn around and turn around and tell the board of directors, like, listen. Do you guys want to have a profitable year or do you want to have yeah. a shit year with, you know, crazy ass PR, you know? Yeah. I get, 
Yeah, you know. Yeah, how much with, do you with, want to pay PR this year? With <laughs> exactly, it's, it's also like a multitude of stuff too at launch. So like, from experience, like I mean, it, obviously, if you're like a massive, massive developer, there's like a little bit of leeway, but you'd be surprised how little there actually is. But on launch, oh, also to get your launch lined up with like Sony and Microsoft and the cert process for launch, and like when you go through cert on your build that you're going to put out as your, you know, your publication build, your first public build um, to the market. I mean, it can really, it's a, it's a long ass process. It takes a long time. They go through a lot of shit, stuff comes up back and forth. And if you have to pull between co-marketing agreements and other stuff, um, which I, you know, if you're a public company and you have co-marketing agreements where Sony's going to blast this all over the place or Microsoft's going to blast it all over the place. You know, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on those co-marketing agreements because mm-hmm. the chances of somebody else having that shit two weeks later are pretty high or a week yeah. later or a day later, depending on how small your studio is. But yeah, I mean, there, there's just pressure and all around the place. But like Cyberpunk was also at the same time gave so many updates and they delayed it so many times. Mm-hmm. And I think that they had good reason to delay it, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Given, oh, yeah. Given the production Looking version. At- but on top of that, like, covid and everything else like i mean not that that's a cop-out but i mean like it's a damn good reason to be like hey really hard to run our shit right now yeah like yeah like um yeah like if nobody if 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 a third of the staff is dead or dying you know like uh like that's gonna impact your game yeah yeah that that puts a little damper on it for sure yeah it doesn't help it's not ideal (laughs) i like do you want cyberpunk 2077 or do you want or do you want a real live version of resident evil 9 (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so like into the the topic of alphas and betas i'll kind of lump those together Mm -hmm. for me i feel like alphas and betas are not really a a real thing anymore they're practically like a time-gated demo they're blending yeah 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 at at this point alphas and betas are like hey the game releases in a month it's already gold as shit right now we're ready to ship this thing out the door it's already in half the distributors hands um check out the game you know we'll make changes and it's like your day one patch is not going to include half the changes you need to do there is not (laughs) enough time in a month (laughs) for you to push out some of these changes so it's a weird thing that feels like a carryover from from a different different age of gaming yeah it definitely doesn't feel like a 2000s yeah and so now you see a lot of these games where it's like you know writers of republic and there's still a little bit of time but i mean they're not going to go in and completely change how how the biking controls like the cycling is not going to change that drastically maybe they might make a few tweaks to it but honestly from most of the betas and alphas that i've played i've never i've never gotten the full game and been like oh my god they changed so much stuff like it's been a long time since you've seen something like that and that's when they would put the beta out like six months before it came out you know oh i was i was just about to say that i remember remember the days when like a demo would come out like six months to a year before before the game came out and it was a sliver of the game now i feel like i'm not complaining but like the riders republic beta i was not expecting that much shit in it yeah, I played. I mean, probably that pretty much felt like the full eight game. hours of that game. Like, that I pretty much I felt put, like a full version of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were missing some things like the the their big events. Uh, their big it was big on ma- one, yeah, events. for yeah, for stress one, testing, but, right? Obviously, but like it's, I mean, yeah, like you used to get a demo 
like you know a year back or six months back and it would be like this little like sliver of of the game and it was highly polished though so you could get a sense of what the highly polished version is and now it's like mm -hmm. i think it's just probably people's attention spans to be honest with you where it's just like everybody yes. wants everything yeah. um but like we get it at like we get everything at like a level six rather than getting like a quarter or a sliver of it at you know a 10 a highly polished thing so it's just it's that's definitely something that's I think hindered some stuff. Obviously, video games continues to grow as an industry, so obviously, I think it's doing something for them. But um, I also think it turns a lot of people away from games oh, yeah. at the same oh, time yeah. because you're like, eh, I'm not going to touch that, and then it takes you, you know, as a consumer, like another couple of weeks after it launches to watch a couple of people play it and be like, okay, cool, so they did fix that, or okay, mm -hmm. that's polished, right? Versus just having a sliver of the game. Yeah, that's the double-edged sword about about that whole thing by itself. Because like, if a beta, if a beta comes out or a demo comes out, and it's I I remember hearing so many people slam um, uh, Outriders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I I played yeah. that beta and it was, uh, it was okay. <laughs> so what yeah. was what was wrong with it? I don't. I never played the full game, so I don't know what has changed. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I've had it downloaded and I've never ventured back to it. But the beta just didn't feel polished it, it was yeah. missing it was missing that that um i don't know like the the shooting and stuff felt okay but traversal just felt kind of wonky um some of the shooting was a little weird like the snipers and stuff were a little off um i, I don't know something about that game just never clicked with me and I, I wanted to try the full game and i probably will eventually i mean it is on game pass so it, it's at my disposable whatever but um yeah i just that that beta was actually something that turned me off from the full game, which is oh. also a, a weird line that these devs are walking when they do put out these betas. Because it's like, if this beta isn't in the state that it is a finished game, now it's going to turn people off. So that's also probably part of the reason why we've pushed it to the point where it's like, hey, it's a month out. The game's basically finished. Here's the, the beta, right? Mm -hmm. And... Because if they put out a bad beta, people are like, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not picking that up. I'm not buying it." And, right. And that's also why I don't think you see nearly as many demos as you used to. You used to always see demos for all sorts of games, and now it's like it's few and far between. And usually, when you do get a demo, it's because they're pretty confident in their game that it's going to sell like crazy. I mean, like Dragon Quest Eleven, for example. Like that was an incredible, incredible JRPG. And they put out a demo that was like 10 hours long. Mm -hmm. Also, this game is like <laughs> 120 hours. So yeah. fair enough. But yeah. uh, to have that and also in the demo, it would carry over progression, which games that don't carry over progression from betas really you know piss what? me off. Okay, you know what? That, <laughs> By is, the way. <laughs> that is the one thing. That's the one thing that pisses me off nowadays. Like, okay, like you put you guys let us play the entire beginning portion of the game. You telling me I yeah. can't save my data at the last point and then you continue the game I, on that. Yep. I have to play through this tutorial again and absolutely hate every moment of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's boring. It's boring. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it, it is weird, man. Like I, I understand where they're coming from with some of these betas and why they've waited so long to, you know, put them out and, and whatnot, because it is a, it is a weird PR nightmare that they could, potentially walk into but it also doesn't feel like you actually have any say in you know anything that's going to happen in the game like hey this is what it is that's that's how it's going to be and there you go and i think that's kind of where you know early access is now coming in 
but I also feel like early access is a little bit of a cop out. You look at some games that have yeah. been in early access for years, forever. Yeah, yeah. that's I more mean, of the Steam side of, of stuff. Yeah, DayZ comes to mind. PUBG comes to mind. God. I mean, PUBG's Ooh, PUBG. full release now, but good God, is it? I think well, <laughs> it's, as it's, full yeah, as it's going to be. Yeah, Pub, PUBG is full release, but God, <laughs> ask some people who are still playing it though. <laughs> yeah, there's people still playing it. <laughs> i'm pretty sure it Somewhere died everywhere except for on pc i think pc is the only place it, it really even sees any action anymore but yeah that that's one that early access game and it was early access for like two years it seemed like and then it finally got a full release and hades was also an early access game it was early access for over a little over a year i would argue that that's a good one that probably that's could a, have released that's a gr- that could have yeah. just released and people would have been happy. I mean, it was a game of the year contender as an early access game. Like, uh-huh. Crazy. So it, it, it is weird. Like, yeah, you get this just broad range of games where it's like, yeah, you get a Hades and you also have, you know, PUBG or Daisy <clears throat> or or even like Escape from Tarkov. Like uh, yeah. a few buddies yeah. of ours play a lot of Escape from Tarkov and there's actually noticeable changes going on though. Like they've said that, you know, with each update, it actually makes a big difference or they're in the, you know, stepping in the right direction and going towards what people want from the game and really listening to some of the feedback, which is cool. But some games, I mean, don't do that. Now I will say this when it comes to betas, alphas and demos and all that stuff, I'm really leery these days of it. Yeah. Because, because there's like there's there's like a trifecta of things that are going on. Like you're either gonna run into you're either gonna run into like game breaking bugs that are gonna turn you off from playing the full the full version yeah. of the game when it comes out. Yeah. Or or you're gonna run into just not enough substance, you know, like it's it just barely skims mm-hmm. the surface of why you would even care about it, even though like even though like the pre marketing stuff makes you wanna care about it. Yep. And then there's the other then there's the other Possibly even uglier side, whether where it's, it's heavy spoiler content. Yeah, they show you too yes. much. They show you too much in the beginning. I remember, um, I remember uh, back in the PS One days, the uh, the Final Fantasy Seven demo that came out. Um, did it? Did it come on a in a magazine? Yeah, it came in. Yeah, came in a magazine. I miss that shit so much, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I miss that shit so much. Yeah, and um, I remember you basically blew up that first reactor. <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah, I mean, that, and I was like, "That's heavy spoiler." And looking back on it now, it's heavy spoilers. You know, back when I was back when I was a young ass gamer, though, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I yeah. can't wait to play this game. But that's like the whole first part of the remake. <laughs> yeah, it, for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, another another right another example like of uh of like I'm probably gonna wax a whole bunch of PS One stuff, but another fantastic demo was Metal Gear Solid demo. Uh, mm-hmm. for the first Metal Gear Solid game, you weren't even doing nothing. All the all that all that demo did was teach you how to like shoot your SOCOM <laughs> and knock out and, and knock people out. You didn't even see anything. Like I think you I think you, all you did was run around the tank hangar and go up go up one flight of stairs, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of speaking to betas, uh, the Call of Duty Alpha, I guess. Sorry, um, that was on PlayStation or first here. The um, I played maybe an hour of it I, uh, I played enough to play through this this one and only game mode they had in it which is a new game mode uh it's a 
decent concept, but I I had no interest in this game anyway. I really just played it so I could mm-hmm. talk about it on the show. And I was bored after an hour. I mean, it just was not super engaging, not super exciting. It felt like Call of Duty, but with, you know, World War II guns and it was a, a new game mode so that was felt like pretty much a com- one. Uh, yeah, kind of. Well, I, I think even the Battlefield one beta was, was a little bit, uh, better. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's one map essentially in this game mode where you kind of, you spawn in on like smaller maps. These are like a, uh, uh, the the two on two gunfights essentially is all it was. And you go, I think there was like two or three of them in this rotation. And then it has like some of the elements of Warzone where you can buy things in between some of the rounds, but not all of the rounds. And so you had to be kind of smart with it and you could upgrade your guns. Like it's an interesting concept, but I found myself very bored with it after an hour. And I mean, I would, like I said, I already wasn't going to pick this game up, but now I'm really kind of, it's like, eh, this is their big, new, exciting game mode that they were really touting and, and really talking about, and it's fine. Like, it's fine. It's fine. We're good. Everything's <laughs> fine. fine. Yeah. yeah. Everything's okay. And it was, I mean, especially in the stark contrast of playing Riders Republic, where, I mean, I got like seven or eight hours out of this beta over the course of a handful of days and yeah. really, really enjoyed the, what the I did The one thing play. that cheeses me about that beta, though, with Riders Republic is... There's no microtransaction information into it. Yeah. Which I think kept is pretty horse shit. Wait, 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 wait. Because what? The full game's going to have microtransactions? Is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the full game's going to have, I mean, you know, different skins and different equipment that you can, you know, purchase for the game, which I understand. Like, you know, I get, I get not letting me purchase it, but at least build it into the menu systems and stuff so I can at least research and understand, like, okay, what's this going to look like? Yeah. When I play yeah. it, because it's a giant. It's just a giant what if, basically, because it's like, hey, if I knew about it and if I knew it was only cosmetic um, or it was at least even just like fairly priced with the points and the coins and stuff like that, I guess it's a stars really is probably what you would use um, in the game, then I'd probably pre-order it. But the basis that I don't know that and understand that yet, I'm not going to pre-order that yet. Yeah. Yeah. It is kind of weird because they gave us like a thousand, a thousand of the stars or whatever the currency was. I don't remember. Yes. Um, yeah. To to spend in the store, so you could buy some things, but not everything, because there was some of them that was right at or that were sitting right at a thousand. But we also don't know if that's the final price, and they could have done it just for the beta, so you could buy something, right? Hmm. And then there was other stuff that was like twelve hundred classic microtransaction bullshit, where it's like you can buy them in packs of a thousand, but this one's 1200 so you have to buy two packs of a thousand in order to buy that one thing right yeah and so they actually had like kind of what you would see but it was also there was like four or five rotating skins through there over the course of a couple days and then the actual tab where you could purchase this currency was blacked out you couldn't see anything it was just there and it's very concerning where you're like okay but are we going to be seeing you know like special bikes that have perks and things in there that are going to make a big difference are going to be way better stat wise or is this going to be solely cosmetic and you know you don't really know from the beta how tailored this actually was and even 
And that's just from what we could see. I mean, you, like there's a bunch of things that we couldn't see and you don't know what that's going to end up looking like. And it's concerning, especially in a game that really lends itself pretty heavily to being just chock full of microtransactions. Content, yeah, little little pieces that you can have your character benefit from, yeah. And it was vague, too. Yeah. It was like it was there, but everything was like a very weird like placehold number. It felt very placeholder, and you're like, What's this yeah. actually going to be? Because it's an open world game that's arcadey. So the whole point is customization after you've kind of, you know, really done a lot of the map. Right. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. I I just I, I feel like as far as, you know, these these main like types, not types of games, but types of experiences are just kind of they feel stilted anymore. They just don't feel like they actually offer anything real valuable as far as, you know, gaming goes. I, I feel like Halo and uh, 343 has really been doing a good job with like their, their different flights that, that they've been doing for for um, even the Master Chief collection still, which is crazy. But on PC, you're still seeing these flights where it's like, hey, we're still testing this we're still testing that and i think i think they've been probably the most transparent and the most upfront with kind of what they're doing and how they're handling all this and what they're doing with the information that players have been giving them as far as mm-hmm. feedback goes um but yeah it, it's just it seems like such a mixed bag with what you're gonna get anymore with these early yeah. access betas alphas whatever it may be uh it's just kind of all over the place I, I definitely agree with everything you said said there. Um, it's just, I just feel like there's no consistency. Like you know, you know, I, I'm not sure. You know, if it's a situation where like developers and, and you know publishers are like, hey, like, hey, like, check out what we got, you know, or or if it's or if it's literally like if we throw them if we throw them this beta or let them run into this early access or whatnot, they'll shut the hell up while we while we continue to develop the game. Yeah, uh, because another thing that we do see like is like um is like there are games that you know like people get early access or they act or the beta comes out and gamers give the feedback to the companies and stuff. And then the game releases, and they haven't fixed anything that was problematic, you know, from the, from the, the game. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a cop out for the time being. Like, hey, here, have some fun in the game. Yeah, there's. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on what this game was called, uh, but it was a kind of like Pokemon style game, but it was kind of portrayed as like an MMO, um, and it released in early access. And I played a little bit of it, and there was so many things that you could run up to and it's like, Hey, this is coming soon. Hey, this is coming soon. It would oh, have a sign outside. God. I know exactly oh. what you're talking about. Yeah, buddy. I know I'll, talking about I'll too, go to the Google machine. Um, <laughs> and that, that was one of the biggest turnoffs I could have ever had in a game. It was one of those things. I just felt like this was so, so Tim, Tim. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, it was so unfinished. And I, I mean, I, I feel like, with that kind of game. And I think that was a Kickstarter game, if I remember correctly, but yes, I was very just turned off from it because I, I just felt like I wasn't getting the full experience and I was going to have to come back to this area later on. I was going to completely forget about it. You know, there were these different things that you could do, but you couldn't really do at the time. And mm-hmm. it was kind of, 
I mean, I haven't returned to it since, since that first month it released. And I, I know they're still doing things with it. I know they're still making updates to it, but it was one of those, those games that I just, I, I don't really have a desire to go back to because it, it, it felt like there was only a handful of different uh, Tim Tims that you could get and, and whatever. It was just, it was very bizarre. Um, in it's the still in early it access. It's still in early access. It's still in early the, access on Steam, yeah. Another one that comes to mind is uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I oh, was yeah. super, super interested in this game. I, I will still pick it up eventually, but I'm waiting for it to be completed. Uh, the, the early access thing didn't interest me, especially for full pop. I mean, this this game released sixty dollars, and there was like, uh, I think there was, I want to say there was maybe fifteen to twenty hours of gameplay there. Which, in some cases, that's that's a full game, right? Like that's not a problem. But the fact that there was still going to be more coming, and there was still going to be more things added, and that was mm-hmm. that was, ev- I mean, they were upfront with it. They were like, "Hey, this is only a portion of it. This, we want you guys to play it and kind of help us build this out." But I'm not gonna pick that up until it's done. I, that's the kind of game that I want to sit down and once I'm invested into it, I want to play all the way through it. I don't want to stop and then have to wait six and months wait. Yes. and then come back to it again and try to remember what I'm doing, remember how to play this and that. Like I, that's a game that I want to sit down and enjoy the entire experience. Mm-hmm. And over the course of you know, obviously multiple playthrough or multiple sittings, but still the you know when i play a game i want to finish the game i don't i don't yeah. want to bounce around and come back to Shame it later you. and yeah <laughs> fuck me right i guess i just <laughs> it's <laughs> but i and i'm glad people people are helping out with that game i mean there's there there's a lot of response to player feedback and they're constantly putting out updates and more content and this and that and that's a cool way to to go about developing especially in game and something like that but it's not something that interests me. And maybe that maybe that's just me personally. Some people mm-hmm. love that type of shit and feel like they are actually involved and they have a voice in it. And that's cool. But like I said, I, I just want to sit down and, and play the game or and enjoy the game in its entirety. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely with you on that one. Um it reminds me of uh it reminds me of the one of the reasons that I complained about Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise came out and it was basically it was basically incomplete. Like a lot of people yeah. don't realize that, but it was basically incomplete. Like, I mean, you know, for a game, for, for a game that's for a game series is over 15 years old and stuff like, you know, like the fact that the fact that the highest hunter rank level was like hunter rank seven, it was, was incredible. Right. And then, um, and then like three months later, like they give you like the actual like in game boss. And it's like, uh, there should always be an in game boss in one of yeah. these games like <laughs> like it should never be a oh we have to wait for like three three patches right <laughs> you know, stuff and like that's that. like you're saying i mean that's a game that people grind out like you grew out yeah. or you uh were grinding through that game quickly and mm-hmm. so for you know uh, that's common in that series too and for people to get I, to the end and be like hey there's not even an in-game boss that's a problem I kid you not. That game came out on a Friday, and by Sunday night, people people were already on their Twitch streams, like rolling the end credits. And I was like, "Yo, <laughs> that's that's too quick." <laughs> right? Yeah, you <laughs> were done by way, Tuesday, but I mean, was, Sunday's too quick. <laughs> <laughs> that is way too quick. And it wasn't even. It wasn't even like they were playing like you know, like ninety six hours. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was. They they actually well, you know, some people put in more work than others. Like I, I was one of those people like. I didn't. I didn't make it. I didn't make it to the final HR 
right until the week before, like they finally were releasing all the new content because I mm. was like, man, something, something super, something super wrong here, you know? And, right. and I'm a, I'm a monster hunter player. Like I've been playing, I've been playing it since 2004 on PS2 when, uh, when you, your guys, your guy paused in the middle of a fight to drink a potion and heal himself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that, you know, like shoot. <laughs> These guys don't know how good they have it nowadays. <laughs> oh, I, I, I've played I played a couple of them on the DS, but not not extensively. Um, mm. And then I really got into it around World, and even yeah. then we ended up bouncing out of it because of how stupid it was to get into multiplayer. And now with Rise, I went into it pretty heavy. Granted, I never got into it. I mean, I I didn't play it quite as hard in order to get to the point where i'm like hey i don't have anything left to do but i i've seen that progression over time especially like like i said this is probably the most i've ever been into a monster hunter game and to see that you know people were at the end and they're like okay what what now which is not how monster yeah. hunter is monster hunter yeah. is very much about that end game grind of being able to you know level up basically indefinitely and continue That's to still go you know because you still play world now right i jump. i went back to world like i like i played i played rise well well i i basically considered myself finished world like before like maybe months before rise even came out and um and so rise came out and yeah like i ran it but you know like i have a i have a scheme for how i play these monster hunter games because um because like these games are multiplayer games Mm -hmm. but for the longest time like nobody wanted to play monster hunter because like it was a game that was always getting low scores on reviews and stuff because nobody understood and stuff like that so nobody <laughs> want nobody yeah. wanted to, and it was only on and you know for a while it was on handhelds it was on psp for for a hot minute then it was on ds for another hot minute and then it was on the wii and nobody no, nobody wanted to buy those systems just to play those games i bought those systems to play those games so i <laughs> i wound up i wound up being those those guys you hear about that play multiplayer games solo you know stuff like that so mm-hmm. so i have this i have this scheme and i and it and it forces me to make as much longevity out of the game as possible i just i i grind methodically to where like when i get to where i want like i can coast for a little while until the next thing you know the next challenge comes out and usually by the time the next challenge come out that's usually when the next update is happening so you know like it's it's right it's right on time for me that you know like oh right as the new stuff's coming out this is where i have to like press myself to like get better gear and stuff like that so and so so my problem with monster hunter rise is that um is that by the time we got to patch 3.0 like i hadn't even gotten halfway through 2.0 because because the game they nerfed their own end game and what i mean by that is usually by the time you get to a certain point in monster hunter like the end game grind is basically that you're getting like either decorations or whatnot or yeah. you're getting the high level drops or you running after the high level drops and that's how you wind up padding the rest of your time for the game right they 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 released they basically released it in a way that honestly like all you had to do is just keep on top of the patches and you got all the high level gear you got all the high level equipment all that stuff it did you didn't have to grind for it you just you just had to you just had to like be already at a certain point so like it I'm not going to say it falls into your lap, but it, it felt like it fell into your lap. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And so, and, and so, and so honestly, I was like, you know what? I, I've, I've dropped over a thousand hours in the monster hunter world across like both the PC and the PlayStation four. I, I know where the fun is to be had at. Plus like, you know, like people are going to say like, there's more monsters in rise. There, there, 
there is, you know, if you if you don't include Iceborne, <laughs> there <Right>. is. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, you know what? I'm we know when like the expanded version of Rise comes out, because every Monster Hunter game has a second game that complements it. Yeah. We know that basically like there will be more 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 new monsters and more of the classic monsters to show up and stuff like that. Like I world is finished. I, right. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play all those monsters I know and love. You know, right yeah. now, <laughs> instead of yeah. waiting for them. Yep. Yeah. So I, I guess there's. I mean, a question to be had of: Is it better to see, or in your preference, mm-hmm. is it better to see a game come out in early access and slowly drip this content, or is it better to see a game come out unfinished and also <laughs> slowly drip this content? Oh God. <laughs> okay. You I, know what? I will I, say early. I will say early access because that way, at least, I know what I'm paying for. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, bless you. Bless Good you. God! <laughs> Allergy season, dude. Holy crap! Yeah, um, round two. Oh my God, dude! It's awful right now with ragweed. Um, so I, I think, like, I think there's a happy medium where yeah. having a sliver of something come out that's highly polished gives the consumer an idea and a sense of what's going to happen. And then I think also then releasing it in an early access for the rest of it is nice because there is a great thing about, and I mean, I think it depends on the genre of game, but there is something to be said about having early access. And if there's a dev team that truly listens to the players, you get to kind of shape the game right? and kind of see the, you know, the changes to it. Right. So I think that that's like, I kind of like that, but that's also like a Disneyland. I mean, that doesn't exist everywhere. Like that's very, <laughs> very uncommon. Right. So that's kind I know, of what I think. I know recently. Plays, oh, go ahead. Oh, nope. Go I was going to say a game, a game that plays directly into what you're saying, Jeff is no man's sky. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, agreed. The developers, yep. the developers sit down and they lay this it feels like they listen to every single word that the player base throws at them yeah and Mm -hmm. and look at that game now like that game was a joke when it released like what four years ago that game was a joke yeah yeah four or five years ago (laughs) yeah and now look at it like it's it's getting awards it's getting awards like year after year like you know for the past couple of years best ongoing game type stuff yeah it's crazy I was like, wow. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Brody. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I was going to say, recently we reviewed uh, Mario Golf. Uh, Super or Super Mario Golf Rush, what, whatever the fuck it was. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank at the moment. But um, that was a game that when we got done reviewing it, I mean, when we rate things, we say, you know, uh, buy, wait for a sale, or just don't don't touch it. And don't this was this, one yeah. that we, we pretty much were like, hey, this is kind of something we don't do very often, but wait for more content to come to this game because right now it's bare bones. There's not enough here to justify a $60 purchase. We were stupid enough and did it, but for your sake, just, just wait. They're going to add more. And then it was like a month later, they added in another course that had already been previously announced. Mm -hmm. They added, I think a new golfer, right? And then also Mm -hmm. they finally added online, like ranked golfing. Yeah. Which is just something that for a game like that, that that is such a big part of what that the replayability of that game is. To well, have that it's the way golfing. that they did it. It's it the way that they weird. did it. In yeah. in, in the yeah. menu system, they could have shown 
ranked game plan. They could have said like season starts in 25 yeah. days. Right. You know what I mean? Because I understand you want people to build up a skill level in the game yeah. to then set a bar right within the within the league. But yeah, that's not how you do it. You don't just kind of be like, hey, it's not oh. there. And then you bring oh, it. <laughs> Come on, guys. This is Nintendo we're talking about. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> Come on, guys. I know, right? My thought on it, too, the game that came to mind to me, and I think it was just because like this early access stuff, I mean, while it was a thing, it wasn't utilize as much but i was thinking of league of legends like early days oh yeah oh yeah early days league of legends because that shit came out and then basically like every month there'd be some interesting update where the ui would change or the map would change and they really listened on the way and you shaped the game and i mean again i think it's a genre of the game having a you know moba you know is makes that a little bit easier but still I think uh, it was a great example of, of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think even Overwatch didn't launch necessarily in like a early access state, but the way that game grew over yeah. time was really, really impressive because yeah. you got to see all these new characters come in and and they were all free. I mean, wasn't, you weren't buying new characters or anything, but... Wasn't Overwatch about as bare bones as Team Fortress was when it first pretty released? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah, much, yeah. Very, and especially in like the Q-based things and... Mm-hmm. Like arcade has expanded a ton. Like there was only like eight characters. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very many. Um, yeah, and, and then now you see where it's at. Like it, it's grown exponentially, but also it's like it's been forgotten. <laughs> it it yeah. the, the game's really not seeing a whole lot of updates or anything crazy going on anymore. Like like it used to. And well, and um, that, but that team's also supposedly I mean, working Jeff, on over. Yeah, Jeff left, and then. There's the whole scandal and all that other shit that went down, right? Right, right. But I mean, even in the past year or so, it still has been kind of... Oh, yeah, agreed. Yeah, normally we would have had at least like one or two heroes come out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's been nothing, which there's probably going to be nothing. Right, until Overwatch 2 launches. Whenever that is. That that thing is practically a fucking unicorn at this point. I'm not sure it's ever going to come out. <laughs> Which is wild to me because think about how popular that game was and think about how popular it still is. And the fact that there's not really attention being brought to it. And then, you know, people be like, well, you know, it's Activision. They have some other stuff as well, like COD and stuff. I get that. But beyond COD, a lot of people are leaving WoW mm-hmm. to go play Final Fantasy. Yep. Okay. People are pissed off about Diablo. Like they're cool with the, you know, the remaster, but the Some last new Diablo shit that. we Man, got was I a am, mobile uh, game. I am so pissed off that Diablo Four got got delayed as hard as it did. Oh my! Right, God. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, there's not much in the in the war chest per se, right? Where I'm like, you know, there should definitely be a little bit more attention on that because you also have COD, and like, I mean, it's not going to be a surprise when Battlefield, I think, takes a ton of their market share. Because not only is it a new battlefield, it's also a modern day battlefield that we've not had for a decade, <laughs> almost right. at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's on a new console, new generation. And yeah, Battlefield's always been the one that has been, you know, technically or has, you know, has a greater, higher technical um, mm-hmm. Performance to it in terms of you know buildings breaking and shattering and just doing different things before and you know COD did them. Shitload of people, like I mean, yeah, way, way beyond one time. 
Takata's really ever done. I mean, they've obviously with Warzone, they've kind of branched into that a little bit more. Yeah. But I mean, Battlefield's been you know sixty four players, and then you know uh, it it keeps growing. Like this one's much bigger. One hundred twenty eight, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just crazy yeah. how many people are going to be in that game. But yeah, it's it's. I agree. I think Activision has really put all of their eggs in just a couple baskets and that's really about it. And I mean, wow, has been around forever. It's only natural that that kind of starts to slow down and final fantasy 14 has been killing it lately and they're getting ready to essentially put a, put a cap on the, on the, on the uh, story. And so, I mean, it, it makes sense that a lot of people are jumping over to that and, I don't know, man. It's it's kind of weird. I mean, obviously, COD sells just gangbusters for them, so it, they they seem to always do fine. But it, I think that popularity is starting to level out a little bit, and it's not. It's still obviously a massive, massive series. Yeah, or I, franchise, I don't think Vanguard's going to do that great. I don't think Vanguard will do in in all comparison that to the other CODs. There's always going to be the the people that are like, I got to pick the new COD up, you know. Yeah, there's I, but, it's usually the same people that are going out and buying Madden every year too. Like it, yeah. That, yeah. it seems like a lot of people I know and work with they have COD and Madden. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, but yeah, I, I think it's going to do poorly comparative to to its other ones. I think people are just drained out of the World War One, World War Two. Kind yeah. of basis fighting. I know, I, I know, I am. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Like, I think there'd be a lot of benefit in doing like Nam or doing like, you know, yeah. Nam's always a, a weird one. Nobody really wants to touch that one. I know much. they don't want to touch it, but yeah. I mean, still though, like, think about like jungle warfare. I mean, I think that would be a nice change of pace. You kind of got a taste of it in Cold War. Yeah very very briefly but mm-hmm. i mean i think it'd be it'd be neat for them to expand upon it and i the, get the here's the better the, thing the stuff here's to the better it thing. why don't they just start making these these shooters you know make it completely fictitious you know just like how just like how we have movies where it says the characters and events to pick this movie are are work yeah. fiction mm-hmm. just start doing that shit you know except we know it's like oh this is definitely vietnam era oh this is right. definitely yeah Desert Storm, Desert Shield area, you know. Oh, this is definitely Cold War era, you know. So like that, you know. God, don't. It doesn't have to be so on the nose. That yeah, you know, doesn't you have, have to people, be historical. Yeah, yeah. You have people freaking out. You know, I was like, we were on the beach when that happened. You know, no, it doesn't have to be that serious. Right. Like, <laughs> to think, to think, there's like, there's, there's so many people walking this earth. So many different imaginations and stuff. Yeah, a lot of ideas might run concurrently to each other, but come on, like everybody's got the the capacity to make a completely unique and original thing. Yeah. Right. I think, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, Oh, that's what I was saying. Like what I know, I know it's going to be a bad, I know it's going to be a bad taste, you know, but advanced warfare, that was one of my favorite call of duty games, you know? Yeah. There's a big stigma (laughs) on it because of like the main actor, you know, but yeah, you know, but that was before we knew what we know now about him. But Advanced Warfare, man, mod- the Modern Warfare games, I've always loved those. You know, yeah. um, uh-huh. they're they're the call of duty because, but that was also because, like, you know, back when I was really cutting my teeth as a gamer and stuff, like we had like Medal of Honor, you know, Battlefield, yep. and, <laughs> and the old school uh, Call of Duty that was all like World War One and World War Two. I was like, come on, this stuff is boring. I, yeah, I do miss Medal saying. of Honor only because it was the the campaign driven set of Medal of Honor was fantastic. I thought for that time of it being out, yeah, yeah. And then, like, I mean, it's interesting, too, because SOCOM Navy SEALs, like, 
that never that ended like PSP era. And then I don't know how well it would do nowadays if it went like online. I mean, that was it was pretty ahead of its time. Yeah. But it just could never grab like market from the other two. I I think that's kind of or in the same realm as why I'm so excited for Battlefield for or 2042, where it's mm-hmm. it's futuristic, futuristic. just yeah. a little bit, not too crazy out there where you have like exoskeletons and stuff, because that's kind of where I, I it's too far for me type of deal. But well, you don't want, I mean, you, you don't want a little bit of Elysium in your war shooter. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but I, I like I like just a little bit, you know, like you got the robot dog type thing. Like, that's cool. Like, that's that's something oh, yeah, that has some a value chappy going on. Yeah, a little chappy thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but... like, yeah, like a couple of those last couple of Ghost Recon games. They were, yeah. they were, they were, they were oh, yeah, futuristic. Like Future but, Soldier but not, was fantastic. Yeah, but not to the point where I was like, oh, come on. Like, this is this is freaking uh, what not. Um, What was uh, what was the. Uh, the John Claude Van Damme. Uh, what was it? <laughs> they were oh. cyborgs. Oh, <laughs> Universal <God>. Soldier. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Universal Soldier. Yeah, yeah. I I'm really excited about that. Just slightly in the future, and with a, enough of like kind of a an outlandish, not really even outlandish. I mean, at a certain point, it's almost believable. But uh, where like a, a story that has nothing to do with like real right world now. events right now. Yeah. Right. And and also has the ability to, you know, do other things, but still take place in real life places, which is cool because, you know, people relate to things they've seen before. So being able to be like, hey, you know, you're you're in this specific area and you're like, oh, I've seen pictures of that or I've been there or whatever it is that adds a a a cool element to it. And then also to take it where it's like, Hey, there's also a tornado that's coming through here because it's the future and everything's (laughs) fucked. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm stoked for that just it's, for for I, that reason because like you coming said, up soon. I, yeah, uh, I I'm over going through World War One and World War Two. I've done it enough. Mm-hmm. Like Medal of Honor and and I mean Call of Duty, all of those games where it's like, hey, we got to play you know, in World War Two over and over and over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm I'm good. I you know I, you know what? I, games <laughs> are, games are so good at emulating like other art and, and and life and stuff like that. Like shit, give us like a give us like our own video game version of the Hunt for Red October. Without it being the hunt for Red October, something like right. that, you know. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's so many creative minds out there. Just do something yeah. unique. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what? That that's that that could be a topic for another conversation, though. Like, why are there so many games that are exactly the same, even though they have a different look? Why why are there so many games that are like that? Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to do that one on the next topic episode for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. But. Man. Figure out kind of our dream games for stuff. Yeah. I also think there's just so many games now too that like just to put this out there before we wrap it up, that there's so many games out there now that could go free to play model and be super successful, like a FIFA, a Madden, yeah. where it's Which just a roster a, update. We're seeing an alternative to FIFA. Well, yeah, we're seeing Wait, the alternative it, from the from the competitors, what, uh PES UEF, soccer. You know, PES, uh, was yeah, PES yes. was the UEFA guys? Who? Yep, yep, yep. I think UEFA, yeah, did did it as well. But it's like uh, you know, I think it's smart. I mean, because really you're, you're you're getting a roster update, and then every like two or three Maddens, you're getting like a graphical update. And like, let's be real, it's it's not that great now. From the graphical standpoint, like yeah. I think the sports games on my PlayStation Five, they're the ugliest games, oh, which yeah. is wild to me because it's a static field, it's a static stadium, mm-hmm. 
there's stuff going on on the screen, but there's really not a lot. I get there's a lot of computing the routes and stuff like that and the AI into it. But I mean, like, I just, I don't know. It's, it blows my mind that, you know, we can have a, the, the Buccaneers flag in, in um, James Raymond stadium be pixelated. <laughs> right and all of the flags flap in the same way same yeah. animation and shit like that yeah. and you're paying you're paying 65 70 dollars for like for that every is... year for a roster update which well, is stupid and, and like you said there's a lot of computing and stuff but fuck they've been doing it for since the 90s they've been making the same damn game since the 90s where they all had ai granted they might might not have been as good as they are now right i'm sure it's yeah, better yeah. but and graphics have gotten better but at the same time i mean these series x the series x the the playstation 5 and modern pcs are fucking powerhouses like these things can handle more than what it's throwing at it you don't have to have oh, a yeah. static image of a flag i'm pretty sure you could animate it it would yeah, be okay true. well well, I, I, I have a theory about that. I think I think we as gamers get ourselves into that type of trouble because like we we're not we're we're not quick to hold their hold their feet to the fire, you know, mm-hmm. when they when they basically give us shovelware year after year, you know. You know, like yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a it took Assassin's Creed Unity, for example, like the to be the straw that broke the camel's back for that franchise where everybody was like oh no like we're not buying another one of your fucking games until you (laughs) get this shit figured out yeah we we finally realized that you're basically copy pasting this every game over and over and as and as new tech is happening like the old stuff is breaking (laughs) yeah i i haven't bought a madden game in god knows how long and even when i did buy it i picked it up like the year after when it was on sale for like 10 bucks type of deal (laughs) i bought was last year's so 21 and that was it and that was out of how many years ago though i hadn't touched i hadn't bought madden since 18 but then see i also had ea play oh so ea access at that time but yeah. The um. Yeah. No. I. I mean, I'm not gonna touch 22. I'm not doing that. I probably won't buy 22. I probably won't buy 23, 24. The moment where they actually come out with it and I can see like the differences in the in the graphics, that's what I give a shit about at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, you also look at like uh, WWE 2K. Like those games fucking broke, and yeah. they didn't change anything <laughs> because they just kept trying to do the same thing. And yes, and hell, I yep. mean, their main developer Ukes left. They fucking bailed. They're like, fine, you want to do this shit? I'm out. And they're going off to do their own thing. And and it's very much like it seems like a lot of that comes from higher up, whereas, you know, some of the developers are obviously very passionate about what they're doing and they, they want to do a good job. But sometimes it's not in their control where it is like, hey, we got to pump this out every year. And so get it done, figure it out however you can and, and be done with yeah, it. Yeah, because. Because Madden is just a reskin of UI every year. Yeah. Like, let's just change the fucking UI. You know, we'll add a couple of new animations for, for the fan or a camera, you know, somewhere. Like, they did that. Like, so, in, like, 21, they have the fan cam. Oh, wait. Wasn't hey, wasn't the big deal this year about Madden was they finally gave us a female commentator? Something like that, yeah. Was it was that, that two, and then that, there was... was that 2K? So here's the thing: if you go to the if you go to Madden's website, Madden 22, there's no you, there's no like 
new shit. Like there's, it does not describe to you very well what's going on. The big thing is the campus legends. Is the thought, is the one big thing? I thought that was I thought that was NCAA football though. <laughs> yeah, they tried to branch that gap a little. They tried bit. to bridge the gap of it, and then now that the now there's going to be an NCAA NCAA football game that yeah. comes out, but they've been trying to bridge this gap for like what two three years by slowly doing like in the campaign mode. You choose your college. You get to choose like from like twelve colleges, and you know you play your games like USC versus. Gonzaga, or no, not that's basketball. We're not, they fucking suck at football. So, we'll <laughs> <laughs> somebody else, Texas. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> the greatest so basketball, and you chose <laughs> the greatest basketball. Gonzaga. So, oh, dynamic man. game game day. This is our two, this is our two biggest things. Okay, all new in Madden NFL 22. Dynamic game day. Next gen stats, star driven AI fuses with immersive game day atmosphere to deliver the smartest gameplay experience ever. It's all powered by real world data and built to emulate player and team tendencies. So basically, they're taking just like, hey, it's fucking Tuesday and this is a rivalry between these two teams. The crowd is going to be louder and there's going to be some padded stats on shit. And then the franchise, from the front office to the field, you're in charge of literally everything. You dish out stuff, points to upgrade your coaching crew, dominate with weekly strategy, and counter your opponent's strength, which I don't know that many fucking people that care about that. Usually it's ultimate team that they give a shit about yeah. if they do care about it. And then otherwise, it's exhibition games. Like, we're playing a season. Uh-huh. But it's it's interesting like game day momentum you feel the momentum swings of every game via the new performance based momentum meter like it's just i don't know i'm not a fan of it i think it's i think it's getting ridiculous like they did the fan cams and the fans look so bad <laughs> like you can tell what they did was they just had the models in there from when you were from the camera view the fixed camera view of a player on like a huddle or whatever. And then so they just dropped a cam into the environment because like their arms, they don't bend. Like when they clap, they're like, (laughs) 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 so, you know, that's just the shit that they had in the first two levels. You also never see it at the nosebleeds because the nosebleeds don't have that animation. They just have like shit moving, but you can't, you know, see it. So they only do the first row and you can tell it's the same fucking models that they've used. They just put a camera on them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. God. It's terrible. Crazy shit. And then they've basically just built like a giant app. Yeah. Instead of like the game. They're like, here's the game, and then it's an entire, you know, app where like you're like you're choosing what to say as the coach in this screenshot. Do you want to, to negate scrambling or book, limit or limit passing at a fucking press conference? <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Hey, the more the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Can, can you God. choose to basically play like John Madden, where you're you're out there and you're just going, you know, no, the you reason we won legends. today is because we scored more touchdowns Bro, than the, the other team. The worst, the worst uh, NFL game was uh, it was Madden Madden 25th Anniversary Edition or something. Yeah, like that. that one was bad. Oh, that yeah. was so yeah. bad. 
they basically the made way, they way. took like Madden 08 and then just like reskinned it. Uh, Madden 08 was good at the time, but <laughs> not not for the 25th anniversary. It wasn't right. Yeah, God, so bad, man. Oof. All right, well, you want to wrap us up here? Yeah, yeah. No, this was a uh, unless a anybody has some closing show. closing. Uh, Did you have any closing arguments or anything? No. <laughs> No? Oh, oh, well, no, first of all, no. plug your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Plug your stuff, oh. and then we'll plug ours. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Uh. Well. Yeah. You can. Uh. Once again, you can find me on Crossroads Places Podcast, Crossroads Games, every Tuesday night at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, normally. Uh. On Twitch.tv slash Xs eight zero three. That's my. Uh. That's my Twitch channel. Uh. You can also look me up Xs eight zero three. That's my all my social medias. It's also my YouTube channel. That's also my gamer tag across practically all the platforms uh yep um thanks for having me guys hey man thanks for coming it's always on a pleasure man. it's fantastic it's a great conversation as always um you can find us at diggity podcast on twitter and instagram uh we go live with the show every thursday evening at around 9 p.m eastern time on twitch and youtube and the audio version of the, uh, of the podcast goes live really 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 early on friday <laughs> through the magic of scheduling of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and sorry, remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to our podcast. We're literally everywhere um, for the audio version. Um, you can find me on um, PlayStation. My PSN is Maple Jeff. And you can find me on PlayStation at Luscious Brody. And you can also find me on Xbox at Luscious Brody. Awesome. Well, thanks for having, uh, thanks for letting us, you know, invite you on last minute, dude, and, and coming on here and, Oh, no problem. No sharing problem. this with us because it was a good time. I really like the topics. Like, I mean, I love doing the news each week. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to also have a break for, you know, some time and just yeah. sit back and like talk about just as a whole stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, this is great. This is great. It, it, I, I, I love unstructured. I, I do. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. There's, there's a beauty to it. I, I like, sat I mean, down I mean, to. Behind, behind oh, my bedroom looks all, all super cool and everything. <laughs> you don't know what's off the camera. <laughs> Yeah, I sat down to write show notes today and looked at the news. I'm like, nope, we're doing a topic. Oh, yeah, <laughs> There's that's, nothing that, on here. That too, new, yeah, news is either messy or not good. I, I can't drag this shit out for an hour. We got to do a topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs>